0: Chapter 24 of Mabel Ross, The Sewing Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 24 Domestic Accounts. Taking her tone from Mabel, who returned in considerably better spirits than she had left, Hilda concluded to be satisfied with the result of her sister's visit. Fifteen dollars is something, even for a hundred dollar watch, when it's only advanced on it she remarked. And it's a good deal for us to have nowadays. What will it do, Mabel? I mean, how long will it last? Well, to begin with, it will pay for Lily's medicines. See? I have brought them along with me. Then it will buy us four dollars worth of coal, and pay for the hauling and putting in. Get half a pound of tea and a pound of sugar for Lily." and then, by paying half our bill to the grocer and baker—they will be satisfied with that for a while—it leaves us enough for bread and potatoes for us all, for a week ahead, and still seven dollars for the coming month's rent, and a few shillings over. Is that doing pretty well, Mabel? Hilda asked, with some doubt in her voice. It is doing the best we can, Hilda— I went over it all two or three times as I was coming home, and it doesn't seem to me I can do better. The coal will last over four weeks, won't it? Quite four weeks, even if this intense cold continues. Then there will be tea and sugar for Lily for that long. And the rent won't be due for a week, and after that we have a whole month's respite. Yes, and that, after all, is the great thing and Mabel drew a long breath. The thought of our landlord having to come to us has been a sort of nightmare to me, Hilda. And no wonder, the old skin flint. I'd rather face a mad dog, almost, than have that old Brumbly come here and the money not ready for him. Anyhow, that's a trouble we haven't had yet. And we will trust in God we never shall have, Hilda. Then Lily's medicines will last some time, Mabel? "'Yes, two weeks, if she gets no worse, poor darling. "'And bread and potatoes for us all for—for how long did you say? "'For a week. "'I shall not count on the few shillings left us either for bread or potatoes, "'as they will be wanted for something for Lily. "'Only one week, Mabel?' "'And Hilda looked pale. "'That is all, my sister. "'And after that, where are we, Mabel?' You scarcely able to get work, and I not earning a penny? After that, Hilda, we are in the hands of God, as we are now. Yes, of course, but still we must look to ourselves, or else we shall starve. We will look to ourselves the best we are able, and leave the rest to him who provided manna in the wilderness for his people, and sent ravens to feed his prophets." Yes, Mabel, I know all about that, but in these days miracles ain't performed for the best believers, and I'd rather not depend on the chances. All we need can be furnished us without intervention of miracles, Hilda, and I trust it will be. Have more faith, my sister. Faith is all very well, Mabel, but I do so crave to feel certain of things— Oliver Cromwell didn't have much faith when he said to his soldiers, Trust in God and keep your powder dry. He had faith and proved it by those words. He meant that God would only help those who exerted themselves to use the means of aid he placed in their way. We keep our powder dry, Hilda, when we strive our best to get work, and getting it, do it speedily and well, and when we take the best care of the little means that come to our hands. Meanwhile, our trust must be in God, and the firmer our trust, the more he will love and aid us. I haven't done all that I can to keep our powder dry, suddenly exclaimed Hilda. What have I been about? I've been a dunce! Here, I've been stupidly putting off, and putting off, and dreaming about it, when there's a good turn I might make that would set us all right in a day, in an hour. Mabel looked in surprise at her sister, who had now risen and was moving uneasily about the room. I can do it, cried Hilda. I can, and I will. A good, bold stroke is the thing needed, and I'll make it. Yes, I've made up my mind, she added suddenly confronting Mabel. "'I'll go, tomorrow, to Cousin Algin.' Mabel gravely shook her head. "'If that be what you propose, Hilda, you may save yourself the trouble,' she said. "'Cousin Algin will do nothing for us.' "'How do you know?' Hilda quickly asked. "'You haven't tried her.' "'Yes, I have. Knowing that you had not gone to her when you went elsewhere for work,' I went, a short time since, myself. I took the watch along, thinking she might be willing to lend me something on it, as it was Mother's. She misunderstood. Before I could get time to explain clearly my purpose, she conceived the impression I had come to, to beg. She said it was against her principles to give money, and that if she had happened to have work, it would have been another thing, but she hadn't any. Of course, I explained everything, and then she said she was very sorry. So that is the result of my visit. Just like her, petulantly exclaimed Hilda. She's a mean, selfish, niggerly woman and hasn't the soul of a flea. But I'm not going to beg of her, Mabel. The thought of my begging of cousin Algen. No, Mabel, I'm going to demand of her. I'm going to face her out in a way that if she has the least spark of conscience left her, will carry my point for me. What will you demand, Hilda, and what is the point you would carry? Mabel put the question with considerable uneasiness, regarding the while the excited countenance of her sister. I can't tell you, Mabel, it's my secret, the same I've had so long, and that I told you once I'd say no more about till the time had come for acting.' "'It hasn't come in the way I hoped yet. "'I've not been able to make it come, "'but it's full time to try something in the business, "'and I'm going to begin tomorrow.' "'I would rather you wouldn't, Hilda,' Mabel said. "'You may offend Cousin Algin. "'What harm would it do us if she were offended?' "'Rather sharply asked Hilda. "'Is she any help to us, "'or does she feel a snap of her finger for us? "'For my part,' I'd rather have her offended than pleased, though it's not my thought to offend her, and you'll find she's not offended a bit. No, no, that ain't Cousin Algen. She'll be soft as a cat with her claws covered, and she'll try to fight me off in her sly, cat-like way. But I wouldn't wonder if I were too much for her for all that. And if I am, oh, Mabel, what bright, bright days will be coming for us!' Mabel gravely regarded the speaker. Hilda was the one of her sisters whom she could never wholly understand, and she was at a loss to conjecture now whether she was only giving way to some fanciful whim, or whether she had ground on which to build such expectations as she hinted at. For a moment Hilda met the look as gravely as it was given, then burst into such a merry laugh as Mabel had not heard from her for long. Catching the ladder round the waist, she imprinted a kiss upon either cheek. "'Keep up, Mabel dear, keep up!' she cried. "'I'm not the crazy girl you think, but a righty-dighty sane one, and I tell you, it's all going to come right now. We'll have back the watch, we'll have all we need, and we'll know how to enjoy all good things as we never did before.' She kissed her sister again, then took a dancing step or two across the floor, "'Clapping her hands in great delight. "'Kiss me too, Hilda, dear,' said a little voice from the bed. "'I love so to hear you laugh. "'I love to see you kiss Mabel.' "'Yes, darling, I didn't know you were awake.' "'And Hilda hurried to the side of the bed. "'Bending over the little pale face, "'she pressed kiss after kiss upon it. "'I've been awake ever so long,' said the child. I heard you telling Mabel about good days coming for us and about getting back the watch. I didn't mean to tell Mabel I knew it was gone and how it was gone, but now you say it's coming back again. I'm so glad. I'll miss its tick-tick over the bed like anything tonight. For when I'm awake, it's such nice company for me, and it seems to be saying all the time... "'Mother's watch! Mother's watch! "'I love it a good bit better than the sewing machine, "'because it's so much quieter in its going "'and never makes me feel a throbbing at my back "'like the sewing machine does now.' "'Mabel's eyes filled with tears. "'She had not thought of the little monitor being missed in this way, "'and it saddened her. "'We will all be happy to have dear Mother's watch back again, Lily.' she said, and we will have it back, only we mustn't look for it very, very soon, but it is safe where it is, and we can talk about it till it comes back again. Then it won't be tomorrow, Mabel? in a disappointed tone. No, my darling, I fear not possibly so soon as tomorrow. Lily sighed. A little patient sigh it was, and eloquent in expressing how very much to her was the comparatively small matter of the absence of the watch from its accustomed place. "'But it will tick all the same, won't it?' she presently asked. "'Yes, darling, it will tick in its little box, just the same as when it hung over your head.' "'I'm glad to hear that,' returned the child." I'm so glad to know it won't be still, like a dead thing, because it's away from us. And maybe I can fancy I hear it, too, and that will be the next thing to having it here. How like you she is, Mabel, said Hilda, making the best of everything. Dear child, if it were only to get back the watch for her little fancies, I'd face Cousin to tomorrow with a lion's heart. But it's for more than that, a good deal more, and I'll never flinch from it. You'll see how I'll keep my powder dry, Mabel. You'll see. End of chapter 24